Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve you with knowledge that empowers you so you can make better financial decisions in your life. You know, I answer questions every day on this podcast, but they are a tiny, tiny, microscopic fraction of the number of questions that people have. So if you have a question, I want you to know that we are prepared and ready and anxious to answer your questions one-on-one for free. Contact our Team Clark Consumer Action Center. If you go to clark.com slash CAC, you see when you can talk to someone Monday to Friday, how to reach someone, and get that one-on-one advice. Uh, Today, I actually have some great news about food prices. Think about that. With the inflationary cycle that we went into in COVID, food was the one item that went up at a faster rate than anything else. And I got some good news on that. Later, I want to talk about something that we're doing that's costing us big money when we eat out. Well, let's talk about the good news. We all know the bad news. Food became something that in America, we've always been privileged for for decades and decades and decades to spend the lowest amount of our dollar on food than just about any other place on earth. That of the disposable income people have, food's always been ultra inexpensive in the United States compared to other particularly developed countries. And then this inflationary cycle where food was going up more than 10% a year and some items went crazy high in you know, 21, 22. And there's new data that food prices not only have leveled off, but the effective amount you're paying is down from what it was if you go back a year ago. One of the things that has made inflation look better is that the big price spiral with groceries who's taking them up and up and up, has broken. I read a story in the Wall Street Journal about how promotional groceries are now that the number of discounts being offered every week is back to historical numbers and many weeks higher than historical numbers. Why? Because even though the price spiral has stopped, prices are now at a much higher point for groceries than they were before COVID. And so people still go in the supermarket and they feel sticker shock of what things were and what they are now. So the supermarkets, in order to get you to put things in your shopping cart, in your basket, are offering more and more deals. And so if you are intentional about how you shop, And instead of making a grocery list the traditional way, do your shopping based on what's on sale and modify your intended menus for the items that are on sale. 
the promotional activity is so strong now that you can get a much lower total cost of your groceries if you rethink that. Because normally people who work from a list, which is what's always recommended, make that list and they go in, they shop and they see, oh no, strawberries are this much this week. I can't believe I'm spending that much. Instead, what people do who want to save money is you product substitute. You maybe make a different thing than you intended to make with the groceries you buy. So you buy different groceries, make a different thing to take advantage of the sale items. And I wanted to give you really good news for Thanksgiving. Walmart and Aldi both are doing big promotional pushes where they're pricing Thanksgiving much lower than what they priced in prior years. So they're trying to use Thanksgiving as a way of promoting that grocery prices that were outrageous are now merely expensive. So they're not back to where they were, but Thanksgiving food is going to be much more affordable, at least at these two grocery chains, than they were a year ago. And that's good news. Krista? All right. Love good news. Let's start off here with Ben in Utah. He actually does not have good news because he says, my health insurance open enrollment is coming up and my company is going to start a $50 surcharge per pay period. I'm paid biweekly for those who have working spouses if they're on your insurance. In addition to the higher premium you pay for having them on your plan to begin with. Is this normal? And P.S. It's supposed to be a not-for-profit company. Okay. So, first of all, you're saying that the employer is discriminating against a spouse who works versus one who doesn't work. It is unusual in any case for an employer to include a spouse on health coverage at no additional premium per month. It sounds like what you're saying is that a single individual working for the company has been paying the same for health coverage as a married individual with a non-working spouse, and now they're charging more for the working spouse. Your employer was giving an unusually good deal and actually is still giving a better deal than most employers because it costs the employer much more for health insurance when it is a couple versus an individual and a family versus a couple or individual. So they have hit a point where they can't afford, maybe, to continue to do that. I think about how we do it with health coverage in our company. We pay 90% of one individual, is it 75% these days? I'm not sure. I'll have to ask our I'm pretty sure it's 75 or 90. And then we pay a portion of it for a spouse or for kids, but we... You know, we have this scale where the more people we're insuring for an employee, we cost share with them, but we don't pay nearly as much as we do for a single individual. And these are decisions all of us are having to make as employers because the cost of health coverage is so large now and employers absorb so much of it. So a lot of times as employees, we don't realize how much it's all costing. All right, another open enrollment one from Gerilyn in California. It's annual open enrollment time for my benefits through my employer. This year, they have added voluntary benefits such as accident coverage, 
critical illness coverage and hospital indemnity coverage. I have medical insurance, so are these extra benefits worth the extra cost? They would each cost approximately $10 per biweekly pay period and cover my whole family. So I don't like these ancillary benefits because you're spending money that you may need for everyday expenses in your life for an individual, very select circumstance where it's like, wow, I'm so glad I paid for that extra coverage. It's almost like with all the Christmas shopping coming up and everywhere you go, they try to sell you an extended warranty on whatever you're buying. And if whatever you buy breaks, you're like, oh, wow, it's great. I bought that. But the overall math says buying these kind of narrow benefits. Let's see. So we have accident coverage, critical illness coverage, hospital indemnity coverage. The idea is that even with a comprehensive health insurance policy, you're still going to face meaningful out-of-pocket expense. So this is a way of you covering a lot of what you would normally have out-of-pocket. Again, if you become ill and have significant medical expenses, you'd be like, this is great, I'm paying $10 biweekly for this. But the reality is, how often have you ended up in a critical care situation? And you think of all the money you'd pay over time for this supplemental type of insurance. I recommend broad insurance policies, not narrow ones. This is from John in California. I'm considering buying a Tesla, but I'm a bit nervous. It looks like the federal tax credit will end this year, and it's uncertain if it will be extended or renewed. I have solar panels in my house and qualified for net metering. My partner and I have one car and we live in Southern California. We managed to make this work due to working from home, but I really would like to have two cars. What are your thoughts on getting a Tesla now? And would you recommend leasing or buying? Leasing is generally not a good idea, but I heard the technology might change and there may be issues with the battery. I appreciate any advice. You are awesome. Well, you are kind. (laughs) And I'll tell you that the Tesla battery packs have proven to be overwhelmingly reliable. Tesla has had much softer sales of late. They've been having trouble moving their vehicles. That's why they've had all these price cuts. So buying a Tesla right now is very, very, very favorable. But I'm thinking about something. You sound like a household that needs like one and a quarter cars. You don't really necessarily need two full automobiles because of the work from home thing. And if you're interested in electric and you live in California where the cost of gasoline is just about the highest in the country, electric makes a lot of sense. Now, this is weird, but you might consider buying a used electric vehicle because they depreciate very quickly. Your range needs may not be that great, Older electric vehicles, that's the big shortcoming, is they have limited range. Again, the battery packs have generally proven to be very reliable. But if you do want to buy new, the tax credits are not going away this year. That's still going on. But with a Tesla, I don't know if you're interested in a Model 3 or a Model Y, after tax credits, and you also have a state tax credit in California, you're looking for a Model 3 new paying somewhere in the 20,000s and for a Model Y somewhere in the low 30s thousand range and that's incredible if you think about 
just a year ago, people were paying in the 60s for a Model Y that now effectively is in the 30s. And the vehicle's a very, very reliable vehicle. Coming up ahead, there's something I want to make sure you're aware of involving eating out. We talked about groceries a little while ago. I want to talk about the other expense that has gone up a lot over the last several years, eating out and things you've got to be aware of to protect your wallet. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks and automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD. I love eating at Chick-fil-A. And I never do with them as anywhere else. I don't do food delivery. Not my thing. I like my food to be supposed to be hot. I like it to be hot. I like it to be fresh. And you're not going to have hot and fresh when you have delivery. Plus, you pay more. Well, Chick-fil-A recently reached a settlement in a class action lawsuit because Chick-fil-A was promising in the app under certain conditions, free delivery, but it wasn't really free. And why wasn't it free? Because the menu prices were higher for delivery. The cost of delivery was baked into, or fried, in a pressure cook fryer, into the cost of the food you were getting from Chick-fil-A. So they are paying restitution to people in a settlement. I love the way they did the settlement, people have a choice of getting rebates back or getting gift cards to buy more Chick-fil-A chicken. <laughs> I would definitely pick that. But this thing with delivery fees is crazy. I think I mentioned a story recently about a restaurant we like to go to that if you order through the app to order food for pickup, the menu prices are 30% higher at this restaurant 
that we like to go to than if I call up on the phone and place a pickup order. Now think about that. If you order through the app, no labor's involved in taking your order, but yet they mark it up 30%. I call on the phone. Somebody has to manually enter my order into the computer, taking somebody away from doing something else actively in the restaurant, but I pay 30% less. Okay, math teachers and professors, I know that the percentages I just gave were incorrect. 30% markup. Not paying that doesn't mean you're getting a 30% lower price. I know. Okay. But you get the point. So with having delivery, know that it's not free. Even when they tell you it's free, there's some way somehow that the cost that delivery adds on is passed on. And for a lot of restaurants, they're really getting hurt by delivery. Because they have to pay so much commission to whatever the food delivery app is that you're losing, they're losing, the only people doing well are the delivery apps. And remember, you're not getting your food hot. I love, if we're not eating somewhere, for me to be the delivery person. And I go and I get the food and I bring it back. You get it much quicker. You make sure your order's right before you leave. And it's much better. And Krista, we had something at dinner last night I have not seen. What? Okay. So they have this thing. You know, a lot of restaurants are still not always staffed well for wait staff. So they had this QR code on the table that you could pay your bill at the table. Mm -hmm. So I go to use it and I'm adding on the tip and stuff. And then it comes the total and then in small type at the bottom, what was there? Was there a charge for using that? There was a charge <laughs> for paying at the table using the QR code, Mm-mm-mm. which I then bailed out of. And I did it the old fashioned way, handing my card to the server who was right there with one of the little, little portable machine. European kind of machines. It was quick as could be. It was quicker than using the payment thing on the QR code. Have you ever seen that where if you pay at the table, they charge you more money? I haven't paid attention, but I certainly will now. So you may have paid it and <laughs> not have, even yeah. realized? The restaurant thing is weird. Oh, you know, as I was talking earlier about how there's much more discounting going on with the groceries, mm-hmm. same thing is happening with restaurants. Much more promotional activity because the price run-up has hurt restaurant foot traffic. And so restaurants are doing more discounting. They're doing day of the week discounting a lot. They're doing time of day discounting. And guess where there's a new wave of discounting going on at sit-down restaurants? Where? When? It's later at night. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know how it used to be that discounts were like four to six or something like that? Early bird specials. And restaurants still do some of that. But now people, because so many people who might have commuted to and from work and they were eating dinner later or eating earlier because they're maybe it's a day they're working from home. So restaurants are now finding that like eight o'clock at night that used to be like a peak peak time for fancy restaurants and mid-price restaurants that traffic softer then some of it's moved to earlier 
And now it's not at all out of the question. You might find discounts eating later Mm. and the busiest times remain people going to dinner at six or seven. So discounting tends to happen earlier than that or even later than that now. And day of the week specials, I'm seeing much more where early in the week, restaurants are offering better deals, especially on like Mondays and Tuesdays, where foot traffic is lower for restaurants that are both mid-priced and higher end. All right. Well, we'll go to some questions now. This one's from Sherry in New York. She says, last Christmas, our daughter caught COVID in the airport, and we all had it for New Year's Eve. What are the airlines doing now if someone tests positive? Is travel insurance worth it? Buying travel insurance for a whole family adds up. Are all the airlines the same with their COVID policies? So basically, everybody has blinders on now in the travel industry. They have put COVID on ignore. You don't see any COVID precautions taking place. They don't do anything for you. If you have COVID, what all the airlines pivoted to during COVID and has remained in place is if you're on any ticket other than a basic economy, you don't lose any of your money. You stay with whatever value you had is a equivalent of gift certificate towards future travel. The problem is if you're already at a destination and you get COVID or something else and you don't feel well enough to travel or you don't want to make your fellow travelers sick and so you delay your return a day or two that value of the ticket that you're holding may not buy you your way home because you may have bought the ticket early now you're having at the last minute to buy a return flight but that's kind of like the compromise the airlines have done because prior to covid the three full fare airlines american united and delta charged incredibly expensive change fees. Those were eliminated. They have not come back except for the lame basic economy. That's what the airlines will offer you. I know I travel all the time. I hear a lot of people coughing on airplanes. And during the height of COVID, if somebody coughed, people looked over at them (laughs) like they had the plague. Mm -hmm. And now people just don't even seem to notice And you know there are people flying around you that are sick with COVID or something else, and that's just a fact. The insurance products offered, you're right, they're not good value. I would accept the fact that most of the time you're not going to get sick, and occasionally it is going to cause a bump in your wallet, but cheaper than buying some kind of trip insurance every flight you take. And Mike in Ohio wrote in with this. I wanted to know your suggestion on how to deal with a large company that won't honor their manufacturer Uh, warranty. I bought a TV that hasn't worked since I bought it. It's covered by a one-year warranty. After contacting customer no service, they keep sending me endless emails with no resolution. I filed a BBB complaint, but I was wondering if it's worth taking them to small claims court for a $500 TV or if they can just get away with not replacing it. Thanks, Clark. I love your show. Mike, I've got some questions for you that are not answered in the way you posted your question. I don't know if you bought the TV direct from the manufacturer, which would be unusual, or if you bought it through uh, online or physical major retailer. The real help and leverage in a situation like this comes from the retailer because they're actually more powerful than the manufacturers today. You've been dealing 
with the manufacturer of the TV and you've not mentioned any retailer involvement. Maybe you did somehow buy direct from the manufacturer. Again, a very unusual process. But if you did buy through a retailer, that's who I want you to contact and try to get help. When an electronics item is dead on arrival, it should not be a warranty claim. It should be a direct replacement like you've been trying to get for this TV that 500 bucks just wasted. Now, you've done the Better Business Bureau complaint. You've not said if anything has been resolved through that. With legitimate companies, I find the Better Business Bureau process is usually very helpful. With companies that are shady or crooks, it's not helpful at all. So if that's played out and that didn't do anything for you, try the retailer if there was one. You could do the small claims court. That would almost certainly get you results with the manufacturer. And one other thing I mention occasionally is using what are called executive level contacts, because right now you're dealing with probably a contract call center. Elliot.org is a nonprofit I've mentioned before that has a list of quote unquote executive level contacts at various companies. It would be worth it to see if there is one listed for this manufacturer and take a stab at sending an email to that individual and see if it does anything to solve this for you. And another Mike wrote in, actually wrote into Clark Stinks, so I don't know what state he's in, but um, it wasn't a Clark Stinks. And he says this, I liked your recent advice on end-of-life discussions. I've been thinking about that, but procrastinating. We have no kids, but two nieces we're close to. It's not the same as having your own children. Outside of the big decisions, is there a service that might take care of day-to-day financials like I did for my dad? I was an only child. Would a CPA be someone to look for? We've also thought about doing a trust, but that's expensive. So trust arrangements are complicated things that have to be managed. Trusts are usually done because of um, either having a complicated financial situation, owning your own business would be an example, having a blended family, having contentious family members. Uh, There could be other circumstances a lawyer who specializes in wills, estates, and trusts would recommend but I'm, I want you to know, Mike, that trusts are not a panacea, and they're marketed a lot as if they are. But you're on to something with the CPA. If you establish a relationship with the CPA, let's say one who does tax, and they do your tax returns for you and things like that, it is something that does happen at CPA firms, and it depends on the firm, but they may have employees that help manage people's stuff for an hourly fee in the event that's needed. That is a viable option. So if you use a CPA, it would certainly be great to talk with that CPA and find out from him or her if this is a service they could offer in the event that you're no longer able to handle your own financial affairs. Because the normal alternative is a bank trust department. I don't like them. They charge very high fees. They tend to put people in very unsuitable mixtures of investments. I know banks have good purposes in life. This is not one that they're good at. Yeah, so I actually said 
banks have a purpose. There you go. Right? (laughs) That was somewhat positive, right? Mark this day down. Yes, yes. So with that having been said, it is time for today's Clarky. Clarky of the day. So Steve called this in before when we talked about Halloween costumes, just so you know. Hi, my name's Steve. I live in Kentucky. Long-time Clark Howard fan. However, recently I've uh, been kind of more of a Krista fan. Anyway... I wanted to make a suggestion to Clark. He was talking about a Halloween outfit for the YouTube channel, and he was wondering how to dress as a Vanguard or a Vanguard employee. I have a suggestion. Tell Clark he may dress normally and just not answer calls that day. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. <laughs> oh, oh, a perfect Vanguard stinks. <laughs> That was really great. And since he's your fan, why don't you respond? Thank you, Steve. That's hilarious. Thank you for listening. And thanks to everyone who's been sending in their Clarkies. And and now that we're a week out from Halloween, Mm -hmm. any Halloween costumes that are left in inventory on the shelves are so crazy cheap. I saw that Sam's Club is running a clearance on Halloween costumes that are left over for adults and kids. Wow, are they cheap? That's awesome. Because I got to move that inventory. I know it's 51 weeks till the next Halloween, but you can go ahead and inventory in your own home that deep discount costume. And if you want to call in your Clarkie, tell us why you listen or just tell us a little bit about yourself. The number is 404-981-2071. Thank you so much for joining us today on this podcast. Remember that we are here for what purpose? To help you save more, spend less, and avoid getting ripped off.